it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Gen. Yes, kiss in Edmonton tonight. As we check the scoreboard for Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. 4-4 Flames and Maple Leafs, seven minutes left in the third period. Panthers lead the Hurricanes 4-2, four minutes left there. Final minute in New Jersey, Capitals up 4-2, and about three minutes left in Buffalo, Sabres leading Minnesota 3-2. Oil Kings trailing Calgary 2-0 with about five and a half minutes left in the first period. Oil Kings will host Calgary tomorrow at Rogers Place at 7. Oilers in Seattle, it's an 8 o'clock game tomorrow. Coverage starts on 6.30, Chad, with the face-off show at 630. Appreciate you tuning in tonight. The uh, CFL Division Finals are tomorrow. Dalton Schoen won't play for Winnipeg. Uh, Nick Dembski and Rashid Bailey are game day decisions, so uh, could be a depleted Winnipeg receiving core. 2 o'clock Mountain Time for the Golden Bears at UBC for the Hardy Cup, the Canada West Championship. Bears have not won that since 1981. Uh, if you have TELUS TV, you can get it. You can also pay for it on the Canada West uh, website. Uh, Jeff, just give me a couple of uh, your favorite texts that have come in tonight before we go back to the phones. Well, uh, Rob and Janet must have both went to radio school because they said uh, KISS stands for Keep It Simple, Stupid. Yes, it does. For, yeah. yes, for Which we've heard that before. For, and I think well, my, most of life, yes. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, for my favorite one, I think has to come from Newfie Mick, uh, who what? says the Oilers season is like the KISS song of three dressed up as a nine. <laughs> I think that's my favorite that's one best, so far. Best. Can we get him a shirt? Oh, we can definitely get him well, a shirt. We'll yeah, no problem. Shirt. All right, let's, uh, yeah, you'll have to check what size he needs. Let's bring in, uh, I think John's been holding the longest. John, go ahead. Hi, Reed. Uh, just three things the Oilers have to fix. Number one, coming out of our zone, the teams are putting two or three guys on the four check. And these 60-foot passes that get deflected at center ice and nobody's in the other end digging out the puck. So they have to make better plays coming out of our zone. Number two, they got to tell the defense that we don't want them contributing to the offense if it means they're not playing defense. And so Darnell Nurse was a good example last night. He's dinking around with the puck at the blue line and gets knocked loose. There's a two-on-one break, and instead of 2-1 game, it's 3-1. So number three, uh, the power play. Like we're getting three or four power plays per game, but we're not getting very many goals. And the other problem with that is teams now are putting two or three guys in front of the net, and they just sit there. So you've got to have more shots but from different angles. And and forget the 42 passes before you get a shot. Right. Get the puck on the net. And you know what, Reed? Um, Stuart Skinner is fine. He wasn't to blame for any of the three goals last night. And he's playing well, and he'll be okay. I don't think we need major 
trades. I don't think we need to fire the coach. Uh, but really, if they just do those basic things, I think we'll be okay. And it's not like the, the players and the coaches don't know what I'm talking about. They do. And so just get your heads together and keep going, man. I, I have a lot of confidence in them. Okay. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to – well, it's not kind of hard. I mean, the, the power play has been I, – I, it's 10th in the NHL, but it hasn't been as effective. It hasn't been as deadly. I do think sometimes they're trying to force that pass to Dreisaitl for his one-timer. I don't mind getting it back to Bouchard and having him fire away. Because even if there's people in the way, it might hurt to block that shot. And the Oilers are generally good at keeping pucks alive once it rebounds somewhere. And he did take that shot in the last minute last night, and the rebound just happened to go to a San Jose player, but sometimes those are going to bounce right to a teammate. So uh, I, I'd like to just see them set up Bouchard and let him fire away from that line and see what pressure that puts on the penalty killers. We got the Bacon Man. Hello, Bacon Man. It, I have not heard from you in a while. Thank you for calling. Hey, Reed. Yeah, well, I'm sober these days, so it, it takes a bit for me to call in. I'm calling... Uh, from vacation on a beach, uh, not to be named, so Are don't worry serious? about it. But I was, uh, yeah, I was up you from Vegreville? That, yeah, well, that's where my phone number is from. Oh, sorry, okay. From, shh, shh, don't uh, personal info there, Reed. Okay. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was up till about three thirty in the morning watching the game and listening to the call-in show last night uh, from where I am right now and. Uh, this call, just give me a couple of minutes because it will be completely opposite of what that last guy just said. So um, uh, I said to someone during the off season who said, oh, yeah, the Oilers are uh, Stanley Cup favorites, uh, blah, 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 and all this stuff. I said, this, this team didn't make any changes, not one change. Um, so it, it's like, uh, what do you call that, insanity? where you, you keep repeating the same thing and you expect for a, a better results. Well, no, we didn't make any changes and we expected these players that a lot of them had career years as in, and maybe Skinner had a career year and Nuge definitely had a career year um, all to repeat the exact same things. Uh, it's it crazy. So like uh, I had, I had no, um, thought that the the oil uh, would be Stanley Cup contenders. I thought we'd make the playoffs, but my, my biggest my biggest gripe, and I am I am the biggest Toronto Blue Jays fan. So the, I'm relating the Oilers to the Toronto Blue Jays right now, and it, it, it goes. And don't take this as a personal insult. It goes towards independent media, where there, there is so much media hype around local teams and not enough uh, forensic. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, 
Priceline. Uh, for, like uh, a forensic thought uh, around it, right? So uh, you had Bob Nicholson. Remember Bob Nicholson? He, when he took over, he he said those exact words. I'm taking a forensic look throughout the organization, right? Where are we now? We have it's, we're horrible. We have no depth. Uh, we have no we have no pro- prospects. No one to trade. Our salary. Uh, cap is right as high up as you can get. It's horrible. You look at Toronto Blue Jays, uh, they keep repeating the same thing. Stick to the process, blah, 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 blah. Right? So, um, I don't know. Uh, All right. No, I appreciate it. My, my end, just to end what I'm going to say, yeah. is I wish, I wish the Oilers the best, but we need a total recharge. Everyone has to go starting, I'm saying starting from ownership. It, it, it starts from ownership and goes down because I, 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 I can't, I can't watch them anymore. But that, that's it. Okay. Great talking to you again. Well, I'm sorry to hear that bacon man, but thank you for calling. You're welcome. That's bacon man. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three, And uh, we'll get to Fred before we uh, break and bring it onto the, the show. show. Fred, Fred, go ahead. ahead. Turn your radio <laughs> down. Bacon man. All right. Uh, hey, I, can I change topics for a second? Can I talk university football? Yes, because we're going to have that old Nicky on next. So, yeah, go. He's coming on in like three minutes. Well, I went to my very first university game last Saturday against Saskatchewan, and that was a lot of fun at Foot Field. Like, I had a ton of fun there. And the Golden Bears played tomorrow, what, 2 o'clock against uh, UBC. Really looking forward to that quarterback for the Bears is something else. But uh, as far as the Oilers go, I'm dumbfounded. Uh, I don't even know. Like Jeff Jackson's coming in here. He's got a lot of work to do. But uh, you don't win a Stanley Cup without a third and fourth line, Reed. That's the bottom line. Our third and fourth line. Do they have a goal yet this year? Uh, no, several guys, unless you count Fogel as a third liner but or Gagne. Yeah, and they miss veteran leadership. Like when they had Duncan Keith here, a uh, guy like Matt Hendricks, we got to bring somebody in here. I don't know who. Uh, I'm a fan of 51 years of the Oilers. I'm not going anywhere. I'll keep giving her, and I hope to hell to get out of this. But when you lose to San Jose, a buddy of mine who lives in San Jose was giving it to me pretty bad after the game, going, how can you lose to us? And I go, who knows? But... Uh, where do we go from here, Reed? Just divine intervention? <laughs> well, I, or did Gene I, Simmons I, leave I, something for yeah, us? Maybe, maybe kiss and leave some good energy in the building. Like, Thanks, Fred. Appreciate it. Take care. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've everybody has their own idea about where they're going to go. Coaching change, Holland. I don't think the ownership's going to change like Bacon Man wants. Uh, I think Daryl Cates' uh, son Harrison will will own the team whenever Daryl doesn't. Um, trades all that kind of stuff nothing changed today uh, I, I doubt anything will change before the game tomorrow and then we'll see from sunday and beyond all right speaking of university football he was the best in university football six years ago and now he's watching his former team have one of their best seasons in recent memory coming up on inside sports <laughs> Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. Final minute of the third period. Overtime looming. 
Flames and Maple Leafs tied at four, and the Oil Kings trail the Calgary Hitmen 3 nothing first intermission in Calgary. Golden Bears at UBC tomorrow for the Canada West title. For his perspective, I'm pleased to welcome back one of the all-time greats to ever wear evergreen and gold. He won the Heck Crichton in 2017 as the best player in U-Sports football, former Alberta running back Ed Ilnicki. Ed, it's Reed. How are you doing, sir? Hey, Rito. I'm doing well. How are you? I am very happy to have you on the show again, sir. What are you up to these days? We haven't spoken in a while. I know, Reed. It's been a while. It's that classic thing that everybody's done the last couple of years is it all feels like it went by in a flash. Um, I'm living in Calgary now, so I betrayed my roots and I moved down south. So we've been here for about a year now. Um, and, yeah. Just another washed-up athlete who's really excited to be way too stressed out watching their former team play in a big game tomorrow. Well, I hardly think uh, you're washed up. What are, what are, are you physically uh, active? Like I know you were doing rugby for a while, too, after football. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, I was. I was um, with the Rugby Canada development team right up until the very start of the pandemic, which was an incredible experience. Um, for those that have played football and rugby, you'll know that there's some pretty cool similarities, but some pretty big differences too. So I was really lucky to have a great group of teammates now. And some of the guys that I was playing with um, have gone on to play at the national team level, both in sevens and 15s. So it's really cool now for me to see people that I've been around the sports world with that are excelling both in football and in the rugby world and get to cheer them on from different angles too. And I'm involved in coaching a little bit now at the football, at the high school age grade. Um, I did some both in Edmonton, Shout out to Emmy Lizard High School, who won the Tier 3 City Championship. I got a chance to coach with them a couple seasons ago. And uh, and helping out with Calgary Wildcats, which is a, a club team here in Calgary. Oh, awesome. Okay, good for you. Yeah. So, Ed, you're, how have you sort of processed this Golden Bears season? I mean, I, th- I believe yeah. the preseason coaches poll, they were picked to finish fifth out of sixth and said they tied for first they got second on the tiebreaker what's it like for you you know a guy who uh was kind of a foundational player for chris morris earlier in his tenure what's it like for you to see this team go six and two and now play for the title tomorrow yeah just immensely proud right like thinking about the entire experience for us is a pretty much a brand new refreshed program back in like 2013 and until I finished in 2017. Um, Immensely proud to see where the programs come from and like the dark days that we started off in and uh, glimmers of hope that we had along the way. And just to see how strong the players are. And I think, like, obviously you want to see success on the field, but like Coach Morris has stuck to his principles of like taking care of business academically and for kids going on and doing really incredible things beyond the football world afterwards. That's been something I'm really proud of too. So um, huge shout out to Chris, like very well-deserved Coach of the Year award for him this year in Can West and incredible to see where they came from. I got a chance to see uh, him and some of the other coaches at the beginning of the season when they were down in Calgary. And he said, I think we're pretty good, but I'm nervous to tell the guys how good I think they are. He was, he was bang on with that assessment. They've, uh, they've really done a fantastic job this year and I'm really excited for them tomorrow. Yeah. Well, and, and I know how much, uh, Chris, uh, meant to you and, and, uh, yeah. I know you're happy for him to get the wins and, and, but I, I'm glad you emphasized too the, 
the the program that he's trying to build and the the type of person and athlete that he wants and and I put person first there so yeah it's yeah. it's good to see the success what do you think of this uh, speaking of star running backs Matthew Peterson won Canada West Player of the Year over 1100 yeah. yards I'm going to remind people they only play eight games in university football what do you think of him <laughs> and do you compare him to yourself at all. Um, I think he's better than I am. Like, I don't know if people have watched the tape, but like, I think he's a faster football player. I've had a few really awesome interactions with Matt. Like we have each other's phone numbers and I'm, I'm in touch with him a little bit and just like rooting him on as much as I can. Um, I think he's a fantastic player. Like he just has great vision on field. I think he's tough, which is a staple of a Chris Morris backfield, right? It's like a tough running back who can take hits and deliver them too. And, uh, I really appreciate the times I've spoken to Matt. Like he has a ton of respect for like what's already happened at U of A. Like I got one of the first times I spoke with him, he said, I wanted to come here cause I saw like what good looked like. And he was very complimentary about like my career, which I really appreciated. But he also said he like wanted to go and do it himself and like build that, like continue building that legacy. So I'm really excited for him. Um, I think he's had a fantastic year. And I think as an offense, They've done such a good job of trying to spread the ball around. I've heard from Rick Walters, the offensive coordinator, that everybody wants the ball a little bit more, which is a good problem to have, right, when you've got playmakers in a bunch of spots, and Matt's just one that complements everybody in that offense right now. You know, Ed, um, you, you mentioned a lot, a lot of tough years for U of A football while you were there and, and before you were there. Um, and if you look at the, the Hardy Cup yeah. history uh I, I mean i know other teams have won it but there's a lot of calgary and saskatchewan in there over the last 25 yeah. years or so because you, you build a program and then you keep rolling and kids want to go there do you hope that's the start of i mean what can this do for some, perhaps some sustained success for the golden bears now yeah absolutely like it's you want to see success in the biggest games. And like, as a recruit, you, you look at those and say, I want to get a chance to play in those kind of opportunities. And I think they've done that. Like, I think as a team, you look at this team now, it's not like there's an entire roster of fourth and fifth year players. You've got a handful of guys that might move on to the CFL level or are going to graduate at the end of the season for U of A. But there's a lot of really talented players on that team that are only in their, you know, second, third year of eligibility. So you continue building that pipeline. You continue bringing some guys in that um, are quite strong coming in and they get a couple years to develop under really top caliber players already. And you kind of just keep, this fulfilling cycle right and that's the goal i think of any program and there's always kind of a couple key positions you might lose here and there but hopefully you can find guys that step up to the plate so i'm excited for that i think u of a continues to like provide a tremendous experience for kids in terms of academics as well and that's always going to be a big draw for student athletes but um this is this definitely doesn't hurt to be playing in a big game like this. And fingers crossed that it goes the right way tomorrow. All right. And tell me what kind of a fan you are now when you watch Golden Bears football. How do you survive the games? It's stressful. Reed. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's just, I think it's a way a lot of parents probably relate to watching like their kids play that you you understand that like in sports, there's a lot of like really fine margins that happen. And like when two really good teams are playing each other, it's going to come down to like maybe a couple plays here and there. And that's what it feels like watching bears. As long as they play well, I'm very proud of the team and I'm excited for them. If you see a lot of mistakes, that would be disappointing. And I'm sure that's how the athletes and coaches feel too, right? Like if you make a lot of mistakes and you didn't give it your best game, that's frustrating. So 
for me as a for me as a coach, every play or as a fan now, it's like every play I'm just watching to be like, I hope they execute well. Right. If they execute well, I'm, I'm satisfied with how they did, and like hats off to a team that makes a play on the other side because that's just football. Um, but yeah, that's that's the stress that I feel. Uh, this was Sask- watching the Saskatchewan game last week from uh, from the couch. That was a little stressful for the first quarter until they really got rolling for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, Ed, I'm I'm so happy to reconnect with you. Uh, I hope it's a great experience and a winning experience watching the game tomorrow. And uh, I mean, you you you're you paved the way for what these guys. Are, are doing now like Chris was always building 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 and you're one of the guys that that bought into that so uh, enjoy this experience as an alum man yeah thanks Reed I really appreciate it great to talk to you again and go Bears hoping for a good one tomorrow right on that is Ed Olnicki checking in tonight former U of A Golden Bears running back uh, the best football player in the country won the heck Crichton in 2017 I love hearing from him love hearing his uh, experience uh, you know, going through the program and now watching the team have a, a very good year. But as I was saying the other night, uh, I, I think a lot of fans say, well, this is a, this is a good year. But, I mean, the Bears want to win it. They want to host the Mitchell Bowl next weekend. And they would host. The Atlantic champion is coming to Canada West. But 2 o'clock tomorrow, again, uh, TELUS TV or you can go on the Canada West website. I think it's eight ninety nine to purchase the game and watch it. So, uh, you know. But not that uh, not that expensive, considering the Bears uh, haven't been in, in this game since 2010, and they lost really bad that year to Calgary. All right, it is a minute left in overtime. Toronto with a ton of chances here. Vladar shutting the door. Well, I'll tell you what happens, because now Calgary has a breakaway to win the game. I believe that's Mangiapane, and he had deked out the goaltender, and the puck rolled off his stick into the corner. So it remains tied 4-4. Was that Maji Pino if you have it on there, Jeff? I don't always trust my eyesight from this far away. Uh, Unfortunately, I was watching the Buffalo-Minnesota game instead of that one. And uh, Buffalo won that one, though, Reed. Uh, Buffalo wins 3-2. Panthers beat the Hurricanes 5-2. Capitals beat the Devils 4-2. And Flames and Maple Leafs late in overtime. Tied at 4. Oil Kings down 3-0 going to the second period in Calgary. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports. Jeff Walker, your studio producer this evening. I will talk to you at 6.30 p.m. tomorrow for the City Ford Faceoff Show. Oilers and Kraken on 6.30, Ched, at 8. Thanks for listening.